This is IGN. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. This is IGN. Like an Orange County socialite, Dead Island 2's great looks and seemingly ideal first impression belies a striking lack of imagination. On one hand, Damn Buster Studios has delivered a charming and hilarious apocalyptic sequel to the 2011 original that's littered with great one-liners and dismembered body parts in equal measure. But aside from its balls-to-the-wall silliness and considerable comedy chops, there just isn't much to it that hasn't been done better in a dozen other zombie-filled games since the original Dead Island came out more than a decade ago, including, and especially, Dying Light 1 and Dying Light 2, which notably were made by Techland, the studio that created Dead Island. But even though it lacks originality, Dead Island 2 still competently executes on its over-the-top L.A.-based zombie parody and injects some much-needed Botox into a series that's been languishing for far too long making Hollywood's red carpets even redder by applying generous helpings of gore, was laugh-out-loud funny and time generally well spent. This is a light-hearted first-person action game, where committing unspeakable acts of violence against the zombie hordes of hell is the most mundane thing about it. After choosing one of six virus-resistant playable characters aboard a failed plane evacuation, you're thrown gore-first into the ridiculous streets of Southern California, where absolutely no one seems to be taking the apocalypse seriously. Alone or with up to two co-op pals, you'll drop, kick, and disembowel your way through a catacall of undead over the course of this 30-hour adventure, during which you'll meet a bevy of larger-than-life quest-givers that include a drug-addled rock star and a geriatric former movie star who gets his fashion tips from Hugh Hafner. Like a cheesy B-movie, the story makes so little effort to produce anything approaching coherence that the attempt itself may in fact be sarcastic, and that fits quite nicely with the absurdist tone of an adventure where some zombies have hives of aggressive bees stuck in their torsos. Although it lacks storytelling substance, that meandering odyssey at least has some very funny writing and memorable characters throughout, and the fact that both are completely unhinged works to Dead Island 2's advantage. One chapter had me searching for a squeamish assistant on the set of a horror movie featuring a giant acid-spitting mechanical spider, while a side quest had me slaying zombies in creative ways for the benefit of a social media influencer looking to boost her clout. The numerous ways in which the developers expertly poke fun at the stereotypical vanity and vapidness of the Los Angeles setting is reminiscent of Grand Theft Auto V's Los Santos in the best kind of way. If you've ever braved a virtual zombie apocalypse before, then you'll be quite familiar with the combat formula that this cheeky iteration sticks quite close to. You start with basic melee weapons like baseball bats and hammers before crafting more elaborate tools of destruction like an electric katana or the demon-loved child of a sledgehammer and a flamethrower, and eventually guns too. But while the more eccentric melee options have interesting designs, in practice they don't feel much different than their unmodded peers, aside from applying various status effects, so they aren't as exciting as they look. The melee creations at your disposal are also far less original and crazy than the kinds of bonkers weapons we got to play with in the Dead Rising series. 
you definitely won't be seeing any umbrella lasers or sledgehammers with grenades duct taped to them, for example. Because of that, the novelty of Dead Island 2's by-the-numbers close-quarters combat wears thin quite quickly. Despite how they look and how they sound on paper, there's simply a lack of variety in the way the available tools of destruction work, and the fact that fighting against the zombie horde is about as challenging as whacking a t-ball off a stand. You can only slice a brain eater in half so many times before the monotony sets in, and you start to feel as jaded as Woody Harrelson in Zombieland, and there aren't enough late-game changes to inject any kind of variety into the mix. Multiplayer is the best remedy for staving off repetition, since it's a laughing riot when friends are there to help you dropkick enemies off of rooftops. One thing that took some tension out of it, though, is that alone or as a team, failure becomes an increasingly rare occurrence. You unlock ample tools to keep yourself standing atop the pile of undead corpses instead of being swallowed beneath it, but the threats don't keep pace and there aren't any difficulty options to up the challenges. For example, it's crazy that a perfectly timed dodge or parry, both of which have a very generous window, makes you invulnerable as you execute the offending zombie, restoring a good chunk of your health in the process if you've got the right skill equipped. Dead Island 2 is a hysterical Los Angeles-infused satire that does most things well enough, but feels like a stroll down the walk of fame of celebrated zombie games I've already played, without adding many new ideas of its own. In fact, aside from the stellar comedy bits, I can think of very few things that Dead Island 2 does better than last year's Dying Light 2. Still, if you've ever wanted to put your Wolverine claws straight through a zombie's face, or knock someone's head off with a golf club, Dead Island 2's got you. Its blood-soaked melee combat and memorable characters are a lot of fun, especially when accompanied by friends in co-op multiplayer. The somewhat generic crafting weapons and upgrading your skills as you lay waste to armies of spray-tanned undead is entertaining enough on its own, but the strong writing and completely irreverent tone are the true stars of the show. Spoken Layer Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.